Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Darren Connell and this is Straight White Whale. This is episode 26. So thank you very much for joining us again. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing great, mate. I'm doing absolutely fantastic. See, before we get into it, I'm going to give a shout out to the sponsors. I feel a wee bit windy right now because I've drank half a gallon of sparkling water. So let me get into the sponsors. This week we're sponsored by Arguing Co. Um, they've been kind enough to sponsor the podcast for a month. So that's four episodes. Very much appreciated. Arguing Co. are a legal firm that are based in Glasgow and they specialise in employment law and personal injury. So the difference between them and the rest of the kind of legal firms is it's a no win, no fee basis. And see if if they take you on, they don't take massive cuts either. So they won't take 20% because that's what everybody else does. Um, they'll take a fee off you, obviously, but it's not going to be, you know, over the top crazy prices. So like I said before, I don't get people that I don't know to sponsor my podcast. I know Alan, he's a good guy, it's a good company, and they're trying to go do good things. So if you need help regarding those circumstances, get in touch. But if you just need a lawyer in general, then phone him and, you know, if he can help you, he'll help you. And if he can't, he will point you in the right direction. So, thank you very much, Arguing Co. <laughs> That's that finished. <sighs> thank fuck. Feel dirty. Aye. Being the sponsors. Being the sponsors with a trackie on, man. Like a fucking wolf bag. Uh, hear me, you ever been stabbed? Go to Arguing Co. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, the thing is, right, weapons if I, if I fucking stab myself, but I'll get a claim. <laughs> Criminal compensation. <laughs> Imagine that. That'd be the biggest scam ever. Aye, that would be. That'd be like the guy in the fucking kayak that went missing for 16 years and then he turned up with a tan. Remember that guy? <laughs> no. Nope. Him and his wife went missing. They faked her death. Did they? He says they drowned in a kayak. It was for a, an insurance scam. Brilliant, mate. His sons and all that thought he died. Brilliant. And then he, he just turned up. He walked into a police station one day with a full-blown tan. Do I hear the best scam <laughs> that I've ever, I've ever witnessed? This yes. is a real life scam and I get caught and I'll tell you how you get caught, get caught in hilarious fashion. My mate's grandpa had an OEP season ticket at Celtic Park and he passed away and they just kept buying it. Oh my God. For him when he was an adult. But then he got to like Hunter and they were like looking for him to do like a, sh- a shout out on the <laughs> big screen. And obviously the guy's fucking deed, so it was uh, aye, they fun a fucking 25-year-old guy <laughs> in the seat of somebody that was supposed to be a hunter, and they got his OAP season ticket taken off him. Did any, Did he get fined or anything? Nah, they just nah. took a ticket off him. Aye. Just paid the difference, I think. What a fucking belterry-ass scam, though. Well, see, before... If you, when was the last time you were at Parkhead? Um, Parkers. Parkers. Sorry, mate. Can't even remember. They've got a traffic light system now at the turnstiles. See, because it's all automated, you just scan your barcode. You used to just scan it and the barcode, it would just let you through the turnstiles. Now they've got like a traffic light thing. So if it's a, a concession, student, child, or OEP, it goes like amber. And if it's normal, it's like green. So they somebody sits and watches you come through the turnstile to stop that from happening. Wow. Because 
Why would you know? See if you could get a kid's season ticket and go as an adult. It's like 50 quid versus 650 quid. Aye. Of course you go fucking do it. But then you're taking funds out there, ah. <laughs> That's <laughs> You're taking full-blown funds out the provisional IRA. No, I'm not fucking getting a student ticket. No chance. Brilliant. Um, so how have you been, mate, since I've... Since I last seen you, it's been a week. A lot of people are always asking, we'll need to sort out dates on a Sunday, mate. Because people kind of get, it's like they're coming off a drug towards the end of the week. Where's the podcast? Where's the podcast? I have a wee wank when I'm listening to your podcast. Ah. Um, no, I've, I've, no I've, I've genuinely had a great week, mate. Um, yeah. I, I think I'm back in the swing of things after ha- hot holiday. After holiday, holiday, <laughs> holiday. Um, but I'm I'm feeling good. Good. How about you, mate? How have you been? I feel amazing, mate. Very productive. A lot has happened since I last came in here. I also walked it here. Um, I've noted down how many steps: fourteen thousand six hundred and forty-one steps today. Aye. Fuck's sake, man. How many miles is that? Depends on the size of your steps. <laughs> <laughs> which is true i'm not being i'm not taking the piss mate that's true Fourteen thousand baby steps could be like you know quarter mile <laughs> aye but i was came fucked up. when i came into the podcast moved into my flat that's me finally in my flat and announced the tour and i've announced the tour eh? that was friday wasn't it yes ticket sales are going really well by the way i need to give you a head up and say that as always, Glasgow's always the first to go, but I think from what I've heard, um, Glasgow's going to sell out first. So if anybody wants to come to the Orin Moor, I would say get tickets now. But then if you can't make it, East Kilbride's just up the road. So if Paul would be kind enough, I could send you the poster and maybe pop it up on the screen. 100%, mate. For... Put a wee link in the, in the show notes, yes. as they say. So I'm looking forward to it. That's why I was walking today. I'm going to get gig fit mentally and physically and uh i am happy name your stealth wanks mate what fucking brilliant man you you off them i mean i'm you know because last week i was saying i do stealth wanks in the house because i live with my man my dad so, oh so since you've moved into the flat aye. that that about can you know like sneak back for a stealth wank <laughs> Well, I'm still doing stealth wanks, but they're just in Pollock Park. <laughs> right, okay. Brilliant. A different type of stealth. Absolutely. <laughs> a different type of punishment as well. Like, Aye. not just shame, but like jail if you get Aye. caught wanking in, in Pollock Park. Also, I've realised that I've probably got a, pro- I've got a problem. I've got problems. Okay. Not illegal problems, obviously. I feel <laughs> like I need to constantly say that. Um, clarify your position I, there I, 100% mate <laughs> um, I don't have internet in the flat yet right. so I can't watch porn you need data on your phone? it's not coming up you got a child block on your phone or something? I had to, I put a block on my phone mate and I, right. I don't know how to fix it unless I've got <laughs> Wi-Fi, it works <laughs> right aye that's where your that'll be your provider that's doing yeah. that then like your mobile provider but have you have you sorted out Wi-Fi yet? It's coming in a couple of days, so I've been wanking. I've been genuinely wanking over the past. <laughs> Your imagination. Yep. Of how's that? Come like? with me, and you'll see. 
<laughs> a world that. of pure imagination. <laughs> Imagine that Willy Wonka in the wee boat. You just go into the tunnel and it's just all sexually <laughs> explodes. The wind's like that. <gasps> Genuinely like wanking the other catalogue again. It's just fucking weird. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> no, mate. I had a, I had a stash of Littlewoods catalogues when I was a wee guy, man. That was my fucking... That was porn to me when I was a wee. I, I was a, a young teenager. You know, if if you've got the patience, you can find stuff on YouTube, uh, TikTok. Do Twitter. you know? Well, that's what I was going to say. Somebody in doing a podcast in here was like, "If you have a porn block, on just go to Twitter." Aye, and there's just porn everywhere. Yeah, so horrific. But that's weird to see when you're on Twitter having a wank. I'm like, I really hope I don't accidentally like retweet this. <laughs> have you ever seen like (laughs) have you ever seen like an old guy that doesn't realize that his followers can see his likes and (laughs) retweets man you're like mate you're a dirty bastard or even their tweets i've seen like a guy like oh my god bb you're so fucking gorgeous i would love to take you out for a steak supper you're like everybody a steak supper Never heard it called that, um, but everybody can see your fucking tweets. <laughs> yeah, a steak supper. I know. What the fuck? Wait, yeah, I'm a deviant. Are you going to a chippy? Get a steak supper? No. Just or, just get a steak and fire it into the deep fat fryer. I wonder if that'd be good. Oh, mate. I think that'd be banging, wouldn't it? Yeah. Chip steak? What's that? Is that no? Chip steak? Is that no like a steak wrapped in butter stuck in the deep fat fryer? I don't know. I've been eating very healthy recently. So there'll be no chips in my house, in my flat. Just the one on your shoulder? Aye. <laughs> Sorry, mate. How's it been? It's been amazing. Since Sunday? Mate. Having cups of tea and my dad's no questioning my <laughs> mental health. So <laughs> call back to the last podcast. So I battering fuck out of cups of tea and just to have a space to work and, you know, write and stuff has just been amazing, mate. Uh, what floor are you on? Second. Can walk about in the buff then yeah brilliant also do weird things like walk about barefoot Would you, why is that weird when i'm living with somebody i would never do that how come i don't know i walk about barefoot all the time i mean it does get a bit sometimes you do look at your feet and it looks like you've been fucking running about outside but aye. pretty fucking aye, it's pretty disgusting isn't it? flip-flops all the way but um do you know what i like about moving into a flat sea like that when you've moved everything in, and you put everything away, and you sit down, and you're just sort of like taking in the space. Uh-huh. And you're just like, you're alone, you know what I mean? And you're like, I like this. Yeah. Rather than like when you live with people and you're like worried about, oh, who's this? And I know. blah, blah, blah. Like, what's going on here? And you get a wee minute to just be like calm in your own, your own domain. It was amazing. <clears throat> Obviously, I love my mum and my dad and my family, and they've been very kind to help me through lockdown that was over two years probably two years and a bit uh but what a feeling to just get your own space to write and stuff because it's like you know they mean well but it's like is the tour announced yet and you're like you know i announced it on friday i've been telling you every single day for the last nine months that i'm gonna announce <laughs> it i bet it's kevin bridge kevin bridge is gonna be there you're like no kevin doesn't do the wee gigs anywhere you know that all right, I know. You're like, right, I need a flat man. Fuck <laughs> it. 
I need a needle. Aye. <laughs> Get me out of here. Why don't you, like, in, <laughs> see that Morecambe and Wise sketch? See that one? Why don't you do that? And you're like, you can't do people's sketches. <laughs> My ma said that to me once. See that little Britain one? The one he does that yellow? Do that. Like, oh. <laughs> Gary, how shite is unsolicited advice? Oh, mate. Especially that neighbour, you know, that guy that was asking me if I was fat, talking about my weight. He was, he says random things like, see there's a hundred people in the room, right? You're doing stand-up, right? See, it's a random night in Livingston, Wednesday night or something. Who knows? How are you going to make me laugh? Know the 99 people that are in the venue. How are you going to make me laugh? I'm like, mate, you're not even going to be there. So shut the fuck up. <sighs> you fucking prick. Aye, pure. Be funny. Oh, mate, I thought you were a comedian. Ah, I hate that shit, like, mate. I'm putting rubbish in my bin, you fucking rat fuck. Eh... <laughs> <laughs> Hope he listens to this, man. That's brilliant. Uh, nothing really has been happening. I went for a sauna. Uh, it was pretty shite. Five pound a sauna. And it was an electric sauna. No. How's what? An electric sauna with fake stones in it. And it says on the wall, do not put fake water over the stones. And some fake, shit. Fake water? Uh, don't, don't put, put water, water over the fake stones. Right, uh-huh. Because they're electric. Aye. Right, did somebody do it? Aye. Oh, for fuck's sake. Fucking mental, Don't man. What happened? It's broke a fucking sauna. An electric sauna, does it make a noise? Aye. Does it like hum like a fridge? Aye. Oh, for fuck's sake, man. Aye, so anytime, uh, you know, you're more than welcome to come up to the flat, mate. Just sit and have fucking pancakes up or anything, <laughs> mate. We can date anything. Steak supper. <laughs> no, any chips. Fuck. Please, man, one up. <laughs> Did you moan up to a flat man? Do you want me to bleep out where you walked for? Is that where you're staying? Aye. Aye, I'll bleep that out, right? How well did I say? Shawlands. That's fucking cool. Just in case some fucking mad weirdo starts kicking about Shawlands Cross waiting for. Okay, mate, it's... I actually had somebody do a wee an interesting thing. After the podcast last week when you left, I had your don't know if it was the next day or what, I didn't leave you, I think I had somebody else coming in. But it was either directly after you left. But anyway, doesn't matter. The thing was on the screen, the logo's on the screen, and the person, no misgender them, um, woke, came in and sat down and turned around and went, oh, that's Bobby for Scott Squad, isn't it? And I was like, aye, Darren Connell. And she did like a wee, oh, I went, like a wee gasp. No way. And she was like, does he record in here? I was like, aye. And she was like, that, that that's amazing. That's amazing. There we go like, then. Eh? I was like, it's kind of shite actually, man. He's a bit what? He's a bit of a dick. <laughs> no, not at all. I was like, it's a pleasure to work with. Um, and she said to me, oh, because she's doing a podcast. Oh, just gendered her, fuck's sake. No woke. Um, she, she's like, <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's like, I'm going to go on Canva and do my, my logo. And I was, she was like, it's amazing that you can do in Canva. I was like, but you won't get something like that. Like, that's a fucking... That's a professional job, that logo. It's a belt on it. Pierce James. Love it. My Irish Prince. Bye. You get a gasp. There we go. You can tell me the person's name when the podcast is finished. Mm-hmm. I think she'll have to be staying on the couch as well. For That's this. fucking terrible, man. <laughs> That's terrible, man. You need to You love it. That you're loving it. <laughs> Hi, wait, what's, the, what's the Instagram handle? 
Um, no, it's much better than living in Springburn. It's just cunts fucking shouting at me for vans. <laughs> <laughs> what, in Springburn? Hi. You have to carry in. Just for a van. I'm like, aye, mate. Officer carry. <sighs> Don't you ever go back? Hey, Bobby. Do you think I would do Scott Squad again if I get offered? Uh-huh. Um, it really depends. It depends. Um, I'm not saying no straight away, but I would have to have a conversation about it. Um, how's the script? Where's the story going? What's the deal? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you keep up with it? Aye. Do you? Do you watch it? I keep up with most uh, things, Scottish stuff and right. things that I'm in. I'll always listen to this podcast uh, when it's up. When it when you release it, I'll listen to it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I can understand watching something when you're in it. Like, yeah. looking at your performances, how did that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, plus you're season. seeing your colleagues as well. Like, people nah, that supporting them. normally don't see. I look handsome as fuck with you, by the way. Yeah, you like them, mate? Yeah, very bright, pinky, beetroot skin. That's the freshness of a walk. Oh my god, man, I'm going to see two or three months, I'm going to be a shagger again. Are you getting hard for yourself on the on the, the screen now, mate? That's the napalm. I'm coming back, man. <laughs> I'm back, baby. I'm making a comeback. Tell me about your imagination once then. Have they been difficult? Because when I stopped watching porn, it took me a wee while to acclimatise to get back to try to sort of find the sort of like your imagination and it actually being something that you enjoy. I'll I'll be in all honesty. I've enjoyed the break, mate. Porn. I never realised that. Be not. I'm not saying I'm on the phone looking at porn all the time, but social media, porn, podcast stuff, emails, WhatsApp. You know, you're never off your fucking phone. Mm-hmm. So I feel like removing quite a lot of stuff that I can't view, like Amazon, Netflix, porn. It's just removed this like migraine, so it feels like it feels good, but uh, mate, like I said, I had a wank in the jungle, like to nothing. <laughs> I, I wanked to a tree, mate, in Peru. <laughs> so, an imagination wank. I mean, literally, I was just wank. I wasn't even wanking to anything, mate. I just had a wank. Just lying, staring at the ceiling, like just wanking. Like, what a fucking, wow, man. What a fucking serial killer. Aye. <laughs> just staring into that. Flaccid, pathetic wank. Neatly folded into a baby wipe, gently placed into the bin, and then I go for my 60 mile walk. <laughs> so I don't call it again. <laughs> but we'll have a wee look at through. Uh, we'll have a wee look through the notes here and uh, let's get into it. But it's amazing. You know, 26 episodes we've been doing this for, and 25 of them have always spoke about me gasping for a flat, and I've finally done it. Mm-hmm. Fucking brilliant. Aye, right, mate. Buzzing. Done a washing last night, mate. Used the washing machine for the first time in years. I missed washings. I like doing a washing. find it quite peaceful. Do you? Aye. Right. Do you think that novelty will work quick? Ah, it'll be two days or something. <laughs> you just have a pile of fucking dirty clays. Aye. But, um, aye, you date, you get that, you love doing the dishes. You're like, do you know, if you had that wee deluded, I'm going to keep this place spotless. This place has got to be fucking spotless. <laughs> aye. <laughs> aye. Aye. 
It's fucking scary, I know, man, because see, before I lived with my man, my dad, I had a flatmate. I've never had a flat to myself, ever. Oh, have you never stayed yourself? Never. So it was my man, my dad, a flatmate, uh ex-girlfriend, and then it was my man, my dad again, and then I lived with an actor for a wee while. So see, the first night, especially the fucking intensity of a, a lockdown, the first night um, in the flat, any noise i was like ah, the fuck i've got a hammer beside my bed as well um <laughs> actually hi why i've always kept a hammer beside my bed mate. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i shouldn't say that on a podcast but my my next door neighbor's been robbed a few times and i'm like fuck that i'm getting a hammer for amazon it was only three quid i've never actually used it on anything never i'm not saying i've used it on a person <laughs> never put a nail in the wall with <laughs> <laughs> aye, I've not hung up a photo, but um, aye, it's it's weird. It's weird as fuck. Aye, mate, you, it takes you a wee while to get used to the noises of a place. Like, there's there'll just be certain like wee creaks and bumps and stuff that happen in the night. Aye, your boiler clicking on. You're like, ah, what the fuck was that? And you're like, aye. oh, it's a fucking boiler. I'm alright. I'm not got. I'm not about to get murdered. A gas cooker, I know, man. I've always had electric, mate. So gas was like had my dinner and then. Obviously, because I'm fucking mentally un- unwell. Ten minutes later, I'm like, ah, I'm going to die in my sleep tonight, man. That's <laughs> gas. There's gas leaking in that cooker. And then I had a candle lit, and I'm like, if the gas was leaking, would that not blow the flat up because the candle's on? <laughs> Fuck it, I'm moving back in with my dad, man. Fuck this. Back pure. <laughs> <laughs> you just open the door and you just run in pure. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, bro? There was a gas cooker. Remember, got to Spain when I was uh, years ago and meeting an old guy, and he kept on talking about gas cookers, and I was like, "What's he talking about?" And I'm like, "Hookers." <laughs> aye. And I was like, "All right, aye, we're gonna get that." Gas cookers, also dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> also, can blow you up. Aye. If you light aye. a candle in front of them. Uh, what else has happened this week? Well, how was your gigs at the weekend? gigging at the stand comedy club in glasgow with you know how it's weird last week i was bigging up raymond mayons and Susie mccabe mm-hmm. i ended up fucking gigging with them friday saturday you manifested that mate that is crazy isn't it mm-hmm. see and all, even raymond was saying this seeing all the years that you do stand up you never get a weekend like that uh, that is like what did he say it was like the glaswegian champions league final or something right. like it was who was on the bill Raymond was a compare. I was opening. Uh, those lads were. Would you think of that? Would you think of that? We're down the middle slot, and uh, Susie was com- uh, headlining. Right. And it was fucking incredible, mate. Aye, that was a good light up, mate. And good am- crowd. An amazing crowd. Friday was more enjoyable because I got my keys for the flat. I was just buzzing. And also, you thought I was coming on Saturday and I didn't come, so... Aye, because you ruined it. I know, mate. I ruined you abandoned me. I ruined me. Your you abandoned It's not me. my fault, mate. My, my, I was out for dinner with my mate and his missus, and they couldn't get a ticket, because it was sold out. Too popular. You abandoned me. I know. Like a bastard in a basket. In the middle of the desert. You don't know that film? No. There will be blood. <laughs> no. <laughs> Very specific film reference. Right, okay. Daniel Day-Lewis, I've, I, Bastard I, in a Basket. I know the movie, I've never seen it. Bastard in a Basket. I'm, one of, I'm not a big fan of Daniel Day-Lewis. 
I was getting stupid towards the end. Remember, he was like fucking sewing dresses and stuff, and the dressmaker, I think it was called, and he won a fucking Oscar for it. And you're like, right, you're just giving him Oscars for fucking. Anthony does. Aye. Take a shot in a plate, and everybody would be like, bravo. Aye. He'd keep a hammer beside his bed and he'd get an Oscar. <laughs> Fuck. He's, <laughs> he's great in Gangs of New York. Yes. Um, although. You know, cancel culture last of the Mohicans wouldn't fucking go the day, man. Crazy. Mental man. Mount of white folk in that place. <laughs> um the Native American I don't know what the proper term is now for. I N- think it's Native Americans. Must be Native Americans. Uh-huh. Indigenous Americans or something like yeah. that, maybe. Um that's crazy, man. You think about just a pure just a white guy. Like Yeah. Mental. It's like back in the day though, like Marx Brothers films, like I love Marx Brothers and uh I watched one recently in Native Americans. They never had. It was Go West. It was called right, cowboys and 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 Indians, and they never had Indian actors. It was white Americans that were blacked up essentially. Aye. And I never realized. I never noticed that. And I was like, holy fuck! But I know that the Marx Brothers won't be racist because they're Jewish. And it's back then as well, a hundred years ago. Aye. Like it's the industry that's at fault for that, eh? It's yeah. no like I mean they used to get they didn't they used to use black people for roles for black people, they used to just get guys to black up. It's crazy, aren't it? Aye, it's weird, man. It's so weird. Same way, like <clears throat> if you ever seen that um cinematic epic dragon the Bruce Lee story? Yes. So shy, but see the bit where they're in like the movie theater and it's uh, Mickey Rooney and he plays like a, an Asian guy oh, and my he's God. so offended by it and you're yeah. like, you can understand, man. Yeah. Gives you that sort of point of reference, do you know what I mean? But that was disgraceful. That that Mickey Rooney performance was disgraceful. I mean, I know I've seen actors playing different race, mm-hmm. but that was racist. That was flat out racism, like cartoon-like horrible just how the fuck did mickey rooney know know that he can't do that money mate you know i don't know if he's wrote it or whatever but that's just the money talks into i quite like the satire the uh robert downey jr's character in tropic thunder where they totally just ripped the cunt right out that one of the greatest comedies ever made (laughs) brilliant ever why is it so underrated I don't think it is, mate. Well, I mean, I mean, in the sense of like in popular culture, it never gets mentioned. You don't hear, you know what I mean? Like, you don't hear people talk about it and being like, "That's a classic," and it is a fucking classic. Like, every performance in it's a belter. A lot of people. That's one of those films that reappears every four years, and people try to cancel it, but you can't cancel it. It's so funny. Aye, because it's it's. The thing that people would try to cancel it for, the movie's taking the piss out of that thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the Ben Stiller character's supposed to be, like, the pure... He's had the franchise, like, eight eight movies of this shite movie, and then uh, you get the, the sort of in-the-closet gay <laughs> black guy that's, like, trying to be pure super butch and super macho, and fucking Jack Black's character's trying to hide his addiction behind, like, a sort of squeaky-clean comedy mm-hmm. kids movie. And then Robert Downey Jr.'s like black faced and trying yeah. to be pure they know the pure stereotypes. I think it's hilarious, mate. Even fucking Steve Coogan's character, like the pure 
saying he director yeah. and uh, he ends up blowing himself up no, and the, the wee cameo from Tom Cruise <clears throat> which was he's funny as fucking fuck. brilliant on that by nah. the way he's funny as fuck what was the character that Ben Stiller played in that he was like the goofy brother or something simple jack <laughs> simple jack <laughs> 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 I might watch that again tonight, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of the movies, mate. It, see if it's on and you put it. It's one of the movies that see if somebody was to say to me, "You want to watch Tropic Thunder?" We mm. didn't have a conversation about talking about what we've just done. I'd be like, "Ugh, no, I've seen it so many times." But see if you put it on, you're like, "Fuck!" You know, if you talk about it, you're like, "I want to watch that." Yeah, it's so good. The Jack Black character, I read somewhere that he kind of was inspired by Chris Farley for that. Hence the blonde hair and all that type right. of stuff. But uh-huh. I don't know if that's 100% true. But I think it might be. Aye, the, the, the wee bit that goes to the movie, that kind of looks like... They've tried to make him look Aye. a wee bit like Chris See, Farley. when he's tied to the chain, he's like, I'll milk you for drugs. <laughs> Every drop. <laughs> Aye, he's pure geek to me. <laughs> <laughs> he's jelly beans. Aye. I mean, I'm saying, like, you know... You try to be a good person and you do this and that. I'd take a wank off Jack Black. In real life, never mind that character. <laughs> I'd do both. Would you? <laughs> take a wank off of Jack Black. <laughs> <clears throat> Probably. Aye. Clout. You've got to. I need to talk about this as well. How long have we done, by the way? Half an hour, mate. Half an hour. Uh, we need to talk about Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle was doing a performance the other night. I think it was Hollywood Bowl or something. Mm-hmm. Big, massive, massive venue. And a random punter jumped onto the stage and tried to rugby tackle him. Therefore, um, his security team took the guy backstage and kicked the living shit out of the guy. So, what about that? I know, mate. About... I heard that Chappelle got a couple of digs in at him as well. Like yeah. Gave him, gave him a bit of a doing. Do you think this, I know that everybody will probably be saying this, do you think this is stemming for the Will Smith stuff? Yes. <clears throat> I also <clears throat> sadly think that that was going to happen to Dave Chappelle, mm. no matter what. But mm-hmm. I feel like the Will Smith stuff gave it the green light. Uh, but I don't think it will happen again because the, I don't know if you have seen the, the picture of this guy getting put in, put into an ambulance. he get fucking destroyed, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> absolutely destroyed. Is there a picture of him getting put into an ambulance? I mate, if you Google it, you'll see it on your phone. Right. He's handcuffed to a fucking stretcher getting put into an ambulance. See the amount of memes that are jumping about saying, like, uh, this is what happens when you bite into a wasp hive and stuff the guy is absolutely fucked he get destroyed and you know i don't know the reason why he did it i think it might have been the trans situation right but Mm. you never jump on stage and attack a comedian uh we're not on twitter this isn't social media it's the real world you go past that line you get fucked up Mm -hmm. and you get fucked up that's a good point mate like i think it's an inevitability that these like sort of attitudes that we do see, like the sort of keyboard warrior bleeds into real life where people think that I can basically there's no physical ramifications for what I do here. I can do what I like. Yeah. Especially like with the culture of people filming everything and things going viral. Um 
maybe even that guy could have been like, I'm a comedian, and that was a bit, you know what I mean? Like, like, well, yeah. well, where's the line? Like, you know, like that type of thing. But, um, I, I think that that's a that's an interesting point that you've made there. I, I just went straight to Will Smith. I never really thought about this sort of like anonymity and invincibility that people feel that they've got in social media. Maybe believing into somebody like think that they can say or they see it. They see it. You see people getting knocked the fuck out, like on New York subway for being racist and it's i think it, they're emboldened by the confirmation bias that they get when people are kind of like i am the same on the internet i but they're yeah. not going to fucking defend you physically because they're all shite bags these are all scum and shite so yeah i if you want to fucking start flapping your gums but <clears throat> i couldn't believe i couldn't believe it when i seen it man i was like fuck but i think you're right because of the subjects that Chappelle's tackling and not particularly well Mm. I think it, it was always going to get something. Something's going to happen on top. Yeah. But it's crazy to see that, isn't it? It's just, it's a weird, <laughs> weird world, weird times that we're living in. Uh, I feel like a lot of people just, that's probably going to open a door. You'll see a lot of shit like that happening now. Mm -hmm. I hope not. Yeah. I hope that's the end of it because the guy got fucking dealt with. But I mean, you're going to end up needing people at the front of the stage at comedy gigs, aren't you? Aye. The world seems poisoned right now, doesn't it? Just like, if I don't, I know it's a comedy podcast, right? But this, the abortion stuff as well, like how that's in America, they're, right. You're smarter than me. Can you talk about this and explain what's happening? Aye, basically, like, there's a. <clears throat> What ha the way that American law works, and I'm not particularly smart on this subject, I'm not like that particularly clued up in it, but they have a thing, I think we've got it as well, but it's called like legal precedents and they do the thing like road versus way. So that's the law. So it's like a precedent that's set in court. So road versus way was the first time that somebody won the right to have a, a legal abortion. So that becomes a legal precedent within sort of human rights. So if there's a precedent there, like let's just say that you, you're female or I'm female and I want to have an abortion and it's already been through the court system because the precedent's there you can't really go you the guy can't take the woman to court to stop her having an abortion because they're like well we've been through this and the woman won so she's what they it's like that's it it's like we've done that um, and this is the same case so that's what road v way and they'll try to rescind that and it's happening in places like Texas racist proper Christian proper right wing Republican fucking fire and brimstone Bible oh. fuckers, man. That's what this is coming down. This is like you know how you get two hundred different versions of Christianity. This is like the wee church Christian stuff that's yeah, no really this is the people that believe that the di the dinosaur bones were put there to test them. Yeah. They've added up all the years in the Bible and they think that we'll know at the year twenty twenty one were at the year like Right. Ironically, none of them get their all. Well, they reproduce somehow, like fuck's sake, because they're here and Aye. they're reproducing more idiots yeah. as well. But there was a video yesterday, mate, of them going, What's the alternative to abortion? They're like adoption. And then the guy was like, Would you adopt? And the woman was like, Oh, well, no. And it's like, So what are you doing here? Aye. You're a fucking moron. What's more disturbing is they're here as well, mate. See if you go down to the Queen Elizabeth or the Royal Infirmary, yep. to the bit where they do the abortions, you can see them at the, the other side of the road. So they're not just in America, they're here. Yeah. This is a movement. 
um, that's happening and I think it's global because there's updates everywhere but yeah mate, how dare anybody tell anybody what to do with their fucking body mate yeah. I can't get my head on it I think that's the only good thing that's came out from Twitter is as a young guy, I think I'm still young, I've been able to look at tweets of females sharing their experience uh-huh. through this and why it shouldn't happen. Uh-huh. And from a male point of view, that some of the stuff has never entered my mind. It's never just as simple as you have sex and you get pregnant. Obviously, you I know about like assaults and all that stuff, but they're just talking about like you know, in these mad Christian countries how your family would just fucking dismiss you. So it's not just, it's everything that comes with it as well. Like, there's so much more attached to uh, it. It's not just the law. The law uh-huh. the law's there to enable, but then there's a load of shame and yeah, people get hounded and, like you're saying, they get fucking blackballed at their family and all sorts of shit, man. Yeah. See, when I was young, when I was a young guy, I was in <sighs> high school. I was pro life when I was younger. I was proper. My head was fucking fried. Mate, I, I had a, I had a partner get an abortion without my knowledge when I was nineteen, and I went, I went indignant about it. Like that was my way and blah blah blah. And I've just grew up. Yeah. I've just grew up and realised that. Oh, fuck! Could you imagine if that had a fucking actually came into existence like jesus fucking christ man i was not ready for that she made the right choice like <laughs> and <laughs> and i would fight for her right to make that choice now as an adult at the time yeah. when it hits you personally and <clears throat> you're upset i'm not crying by the way i've just got a frog in my throat i don't know what the fuck's going on <clears throat> that's just because i'm not kicking and keep drinking the water that's my edible um <laughs> i am like you get upset you get a bit annoyed and you think oh you know obviously you take that sort of stance but it was so immature mate and it was just so pathetic that i look back now and i'm like i can't believe that i tried to guilt like i I actually can't believe that i did it but i would so i suppose i went through a period of life where i was kind of pro-life and i can remember sitting down chatting to somebody about this maybe about two years after that had happened and was just like, I but what about me? And they were like, what about you? And I was like, well, that was my way. And they were like, no, one, it wasn't a way. It was a fetus. And I was like, right. And they were like, and two, she had to carry it for nine months. And what age was she? Like 19. Like, okay. So you're wanting to have an opinion. You're like, you want to have the choice, but she's not to have the choice. She needs to have your say so. And what goes on? And I was just kind of like, click 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 as everyone yeah. just kind of clicked into pl- place in my mind and went oh i've let my emotions get the better of me yeah. in that situation so i'm i'm there way you mate i liked what you said there you grew up because when i was younger i was like i want to have a family i want to have seven wains <laughs> you know when i was like 12 13 14 but then when i actually became a young guy and then i started to have female friends and unfortunately you hear some terrible stories about assaults and all that type of stuff and even if you don't know people personally you always hear about my cousin's pal or you know you always you know somebody that's needed to do this that's the the key to this mate we just said there is the perspective for the people that it affects know the perspective of the people that it doesn't affect one but like i remember a similar sort of situation and, and it was like a younger guy so I appreciate that you hadn't grown up yet. Like you're saying, that's the sort of thing you grow out of these stupid ideals that you have. Um, and he was like, 
they're talking about like sexual assault and just being like it's not that big a deal and I don't know anybody and we were in a room at a, like a house party and there was like three couples and I just went okay let's take a fucking survey it's three women in this room how many of you have been groped all of them were like me and I was like so there you go mate you're talking absolute fucking shite and one of them's your bird so you know somebody's been sexually assaulted wow. and he was pure fuck man do you know you're just like don't stop being an idiot mate like yeah. Nearly every, I don't know, I don't think I've ever met a woman that's no had hands put on them by a guy unconsensually. Yeah. So, or some type of assault. Uh-huh. Like, wolf whistling and somebody fucking staring at you on a bus. It's all creepy as fuck. I've got a niece, right? And uh, she comes up to my my mum's and, mm-hmm. like, she's like, there was a guy in the bus just, like, staring at me and stuff. I'm like... God, man, see, when I was 14, 15, I never got any of that shit. It seems like they get it every single day. Like, you can't, if you're a, a, a woman, you can't even go to the fucking gym. Aye, absolutely. I mean, I think men can't understand it because if I was 14 and a 20-year-old woman was battering into me, I'd love it, you know what I mean? We, we've got a different... We've got a different thing. That's not all men, by the way. That's That's like a pure brutal mass generalization but we won't have that perspective i think that's why we struggle i think that's why men struggle to come to terms with that idea that their sexual attention to females is they don't want it because if they could get it in return they'd be like loving it you know Aye. what i mean so i think it's hard for them to relate but you've just got to take on face value what they say how yes. did that make you feel you know what i mean like um my, my partner's been sexually assaulted multiple times like nightclubs guys putting horns on them touching their ass touching their tits like yeah it's fucking out of order mate even touching by the way touching in general mate that's classed as like, sexual assault don't fucking touch me aye that's classed as if you it's like physical contact in a way in a sexual way that's unconsensual yeah like so that that to me is an assault it makes a person feel threatened yeah and makes them feel intimidated you know what i mean same as like guys that foley women down the road late at night. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you fucking doing? What are you hoping to achieve? Do you think they're going to be like, oh, please? Yeah, let's go back to mine. You fucking creepy bastard. Yeah. No, you're just going to get pegged as a fucking weirdo. Aye. Knocked out. I'm glad that we had that discussion there because it's about growth and it's about learning. I'll, I'll, I'll go into the next story to make things a bit more positive. <laughs> okay. I've got a funnier kind of version of being personal story of being uh i don't know sexually assaulted i think okay me and my mate went to portugal with his mum and dad when we were 13 and we were they were renting a villa and it was like this rich south african family that was giving us the villa right so it was a woman her mum and dad and our husband was like this oil fucking tycoon guy. Right. So stupid money. And me and my mate, <laughs> me and my mate, the, the woman that owned the villa, like just fucking was a creepy bastard, essentially. Right, what age was she? Right, so me and my mate were like 13 at the time. Uh-huh. She must have been about in her 40s, late 40s, right? Right, okay. Young guys going through puberty, never kissed, never been with anybody in our lives, right? And we went out for a meal one night and she was 
piling is full of fucking drinking stuff and she just randomly grabbed my dick and did that in front of my mate. I bet you he's got a big fat dick to go along with his big fat belly. And me <laughs> me and my mate were like just burst at laughing. But like the whole holiday she just piled as full of booze, touchy feely, nothing really happened. But there was a weird thing. She took us back to her mum and dad's one night, right? I can't even believe I'm saying this on a podcast. And she put her house gown on or her house coat and she was like flashing her tits and stuff. And me and my mate were totally hate to admit it, we fell in love with her, right? Like Aye, we right. hung around her like puppies the whole fucking holiday. Uh-huh. See a couple of years ago, see about fucking three years ago or something, right? My mate was moving his man does this and he was going through old photos <laughs> and we fucking loved her like i remember audibly saying in portugal oh my god she's so fucking beautiful i can't believe how beautiful she is he was going through photos of the holiday <laughs> and he sent me a picture and i honestly can't believe how fucking stinking a shite she was <laughs> she was absolutely stinking of shite well she was molesting 13 year old boys i don't don't imagine she was beautiful. Like, oh, mate. Wow. But in my, I'm like, I remember thinking that she was beautiful. And looking at that photo, she looked like a fucking witch or something, man. You had your beer, the first ever beer goggles on, mate. Oh. Wow. So. That's a crazy story, mate. Can't believe ma- it. You bet he's got a fat cock to go with his fat belly. Aye. Imagine hearing that as a wee guy. You've never been kissed and somebody says that to you. It totally fucking blew my mind. Ah, he's going to no worry, I'm fucking wanking to the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> also, he nearly drowned that holiday. I saved his fucking life. Really? But we went down to the beach. We had a couple of beers and we were just fucking fucking about down the beach. And oh, it was the waves, the tide was coming in. And this crazy fucking tide came in and literally sweeped him off his feet. Suck and sunk like dragged him in uh-huh. the tide dragged him in and i had to fucking run down and get him i couldn't even swim and i jumped in and got him did and you the two years were like walking back to the villa like what the fuck like total shock that just like that man fuck's sake man wow no way man you've saved somebody's life mate i know and i've been molested so <laughs> fun and lovely 40 year olds at 13 what was her name I can't even remember, mate. Is that the first woman, to, first female to touch your dick? Aye. <laughs> Mad stinking Portuguese bird. Because she took her, she took us back to the mum and dad's flat and they had a wine cellar and she was cracking open bottles of wine that were like two, three hundred pounds. Me, this woman and my mate. That was it. I remember my mate was Fog sitting, sake. my mate was sitting with a full bottle of wine and like drinking the wine and uh, surprised nothing happened mate I'll be perfectly honest I'm surprised that she didn't fucking take it further because usually they would but that'll be a thing man having like we guys be like we puppy dogs run off do you know what I mean that'll be totally like a kink or whatever yeah but total paedophile man like what the fuck <laughs> yeah I, that's crazy aren't it? aye mate wow insane you want to go to Portugal aye mate <laughs> get, get me that 40 <laughs> you know, I'll try and get that photo, man. It's one of the ones, but it's kind of like, see, um, like years after it happened, my mate was like at his wife now. Oh, mate, t- tell her the story about Portugal. And he, I told her and she was like, 
what? I'm like, what is that? No funny. She's like, Sorry. no, you get assa- you get assaulted. You get assaulted off an adult. I was like, all right. It felt funny at the time. I was like, total in fucking shock and denial. I probably <laughs> being fucking assaulted. I was bare hurt about her calling me fat. <laughs> <laughs> I think I genuinely, I don't, I think it's different, mate. I genuinely do. Like, I, I think it's different for guys and what it is for, for uh, girls and like that setting. Yeah. Um, if you don't see it as being sort of traumatic, then it's not traumatic. It's only, the trauma only happens in the person's mind, really. Yeah. Um, some people fought or in, terrorist situations bombs go off they've got no lasting impact they're just like why uh, had a guy in here the other night that was saying that he he worked in a sub club and five guys pretending to be the ira robbed it and he was like my missus her pal pretty much everybody there was traumatized and he was like i didn't give a fuck he's wow. like he just he's like i heard the accent but they'll know the ira they're not going to do it and they're going to get the money out the safe they're going to fuck off and that's what happened He's like, I didn't care. I didn't care. So these five fucking idiots ran in saying that they were the IRA. <laughs> Probably were a pure shite, like pure. Where are the IRA? You know, like pure shitey Irish accent. <laughs> like, why would the IRA rob the sub club? Fuck knows, mate. Just, uh, just a way to cover up their identity. I think, think it was that. just five guys out there, not Onekis. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. He said it was after. It was like after hours. Um, they would have like, lock-ins and shit you know what I mean like the staff would sit and have a bevy and the door get chapped and they opened the door and it was guys in ski masks with shotguns holy fuck and he was like I just didn't give a fuck but the other people that were there were pure traumatised so I think trauma just is how the person sees it yeah. they've obviously thought they're going to kill us and so they've had you know tra- traumatic he's been sitting there like they're not going to do it they're like that sort of like they're fucking they're going to get the money and get to fuck they're here for the money you know what i mean just give them the money it's only money at the end of the day give them, give the money. um so how long have we done now 50 minutes 50 minutes let me just glance over my notes um that's no pure dodgy talking about me getting felt up is Mate, it? it happened and it's your fucking story so Aye. there's nothing that can nobody could be coming back and being like you shouldn't be telling that in a podcast it's your fucking story mate like if, if it actually yeah. if it happened it happened mate Aye. it reminds me of meet the Falkers. you what? seen that i the second that's the second one isn't it where he goes and it turns out that he's been he's been <laughs> shagging his babysitter like the mad spanish woman <laughs> like the mad mexican woman uh, I, I don't know why I've noted this down, but I've been listening to a lot of podcasts recently and I just want to give you a recommendation. Um, A guy called Mark Normand and Sam Morrow. The one with the cocktails? Yes. I mean, I've watched it a couple of times. What's it called? It's called We Might Be Drunk. I mean, Sam, uh, no, Sam, uh, Mark Normand, uh, I'm, I've mentioned it so many times because I'm so impressed by him. Um, I'm not a big fan of his comedy. I don't think he's a great comedian. But he got turned away by Netflix, Comedy Central, HBO, and he just self-funded and put his stand-up hour on YouTube and made like quarter of a million dollars off it. Amazing. Got like fucking 40 million views or whatever. That's amazing. And launched his actual career because he was a bit yeah. of a journeyman, like just one of, the, one of these guys. But 
Sam Morrow's a great, he's a, his stand-up's good. Like, Two amazing comedians that I never realised worked together that I enjoyed separately. And I just discovered their podcast randomly one right. night. And it's the perfect chemistry. And anytime I watch a film or listen to a podcast or anything like that, I always give them a shout-out. Obviously, they're superstars, well, or they're on the cusp of being superstars. But very, very funny comedians, man. So I recommend that. Also, I'm going to give a shout out to a mental health charity, mate, on, like, suicide awareness and stuff. Brothers in Arms, they do that, don't they? Aye, mate, aye. You work with them? I, I do their podcast. Could you say their information if you know it? Aye, absolutely. You can. So, Brothers in Arms Scotland are a men's suicide prevention charity, and they've got a website. They've got a whole load of stuff going on, but primarily what the what the day is is you can go to their website, and you can sign up to a free app called Thrive, and Thrive gives you mindfulness techniques, uh, cognitive behavioural techniques, but also you can speak to a live counsellor on the app free of charge. It's literally a life saving app, mate. Amazing. And Brothers in Arms fundraise to get as many licences because Thrive are a business and and it costs you money, like. Um, I think they get a discount because I would get thrive through when I worked with Virgin and so if you work for certain companies they get you um it's that type of thing it's very corporate but they get it's a life-saving app and Dan uh, Gary Jamie and Kieran the guys that run Brothers and Arms they relentlessly fundraise to get as many licenses as they can to get men and boys into this app so that they can fucking save male lives and they've saved thousands and thousands and thousands of lives mate I mean I think up to this date I've had something like 20,000 people sign up to that app and that's just Scotland and just men and you can sign up to it for free yep I think I might be signing up for I mean it's a good like do you know what I love about it it's a type of thing that see if you like it I'd be like find a therapist because that's what it is it's like digital therapy uh-huh. but it can only take you so far down the journey you need that connection between you and another person yeah the real like in the room but it, it, it it's enough to save lives mate it's yeah. absolutely enough to get the average person i would say on the straight and narrow getting their head getting out their head and so many like good activities and the app's great mate I, i've sat and messed about with you know and yeah. obviously i'm a certified therapist so i'm like i recognize all this stuff and it's all like you know like industry standard so it works that's you know, amazing you know, mate. Works, mate. if you are struggling or if you need help check that out and what do they help people that have been affected by suicide as well? Uh, well, I think before COVID, they did things like peer to peer support, and you could go along. And I obviously, it doesn't matter what it is if you're suicidal, if you know somebody that's committed suicide or, or whatever it might be, they accept anybody. And see, to be honest yeah. as well, I think they always say, look, see if you're a woman and you want access to this app, go and sign up, we'll give you it. But it is primarily for men because of the horrific statistics around male suicide. And especially in Scotland, as yeah. we know, is like the worst in Europe. It's uh, per capita. That's a pandemic. Fucking right, it is, mate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too right. But if you want to sign up, you go to brothersinarmscotland.co.uk or if you search Brothers in Arms Scotland on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, they've got it all. It's all there. And there's links to take you through and, and get your sign in for the app and stuff. That's amazing, mate. Well, on that note, I think we're going to wrap it up. We've done nearly an hour. I wanted to end the podcast and try and 
help someone put a positive message out, check out the Brothers in Arms podcast as well. Thank you to this week's sponsor, Arguing Co. And, you know, check out the spon- uh, the tours coming up and all that type of stuff. So just join us uh, next week for episode 27. Thank you very much, everybody. Brilliant, mate.